Hello, this is Jessica Lynn Jimeno, and you are listening to Flip Switch, the podcast and blog that empowers people with depression and bipolar disorder. Today, Flip Switch welcomes back Sarah, a popular blogger for survivors of ED, which is short for eating disorders. First, Sarah is going to share her journey with anorexia nervosa. Then, she will share advice on supporting someone who has an eating disorder. And finally, Sarah will share her three tools of survival for people with ED. My name is Sarah. I am 19 years old. What is your diagnosis? Anorexia and post-traumatic stress disorder. So, I've had you on the show before, and before we get into the subject of eating disorders, we had previously done podcasts on rape culture. And since we talked, RAIN, the Rape and Incest National Network, has reported that after the Penn State arrests, reports for sexual assault and rape have gone up by 114%. What are your thoughts on this? The fact that the number has gone up of victims and survivors reporting abuse is, is phenomenal. I think that the Penn State case, it was so public and there was a lot of support around the victims and I think that it inspired a lot of people. If, if they can do it and they can speak up, then so can I. Speaking up and speaking out is really the best thing that you can do. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. This is all good news. When did your eating disorder begin? My eating disorder was in full swing when I was a teenager, so around 16. Looking back, I had always kind of had a weird relationship with food. I, I thought about it a lot, constantly. What am I going to eat? What's, what's next for my meal? But when I was 16, it was just in full swing. I was restricting and purging a little bit and exercising. And I, I managed to keep it a secret for about a year. And it wasn't until I was 17, actually, that my parents and my friends kind of picked up on the fact that something was wrong. Yes. So you have called your eating disorder an addiction. Why do you call it that? Yeah, I think eating disorders are complete addictions, and this is why. They use the comparison a lot with alcoholics that when you have your first drink, an alcoholic is literally hooked on it, and they need more and they crave more. And the same thing happens with eating disorders. You restrict that one meal, you purge that one time, you exercise a little bit more, and you're instantly just hooked on it. And endorphins release and you get that sort of high. Addictions, the definition of it essentially is something that makes your day-to-day life completely unmanageable. And that's what an eating disorder does. It just destroys you and it takes over everything. And another reason I think that it's an addiction is it's used to mask a lot of emotions and it's used as a coping skill. And a lot of addictions are for that purpose. Normally with eating disorders, it's never about the weight. It's something underneath it that's causing it, whether it be bullying or abuse in the home or a parent divorce or anything that's sort of traumatic. Eating disorders are used for regaining control. So it's almost never about the food. What kind of treatment did you receive? I received residential treatment and I was at a facility called Timberline Knowles for a total of six months. And it was 24-hour care, so I slept there, I ate all my meals there. Every single day was dedicated to therapy and to groups. 
I did a lot of work there, and I'm really grateful to that place and to that program. What kind of work did you do there? A lot of group work and 12-step work. The place I was at really loves the 12 steps. So the 12 steps is more commonly heard with like Alcoholics Anonymous. But there's a lot of meetings like OA meetings, so Overeaters Anonymous. And you do a lot of one-on-one work with a therapist and you meet with a psychiatrist and you meet with a dietitian and you get educated about nutrition and what food can actually do for your body and why it's a good thing. And ultimately, their goal is to just get the eating disorder patient to have a normal, healthy relationship with food. Hi there. This is Susan Resco, Executive Director of the Balanced Mind Foundation. I just wanted to butt in here for a minute to remind you that Flip Switch is the production of the Balanced Mind Foundation. We depend on support from listeners like you to keep this podcast coming to you for free. Please, if you like what you hear, consider making a contribution to help us cover our production costs. Look for the green donate button on our website, thebalancemind.org, and while you're there, take a moment to sign up for our e-newsletter or friend us on Facebook, where we post flip switch podcasts and blogs. Our website again is thebalancemind.org. Thanks so much. Now, back to our show. It might be hard for someone who has never had an eating disorder before to know if your friend has one. What are some of the signs, the warning signs? A lot of people with eating disorders, they just have extreme anxiety around food. So if you notice that your friend is really avoiding social gatherings around meals, that's a sign. When someone with an eating disorder is at the table, they normally will act on a lot of table behaviors, like cutting food up into really tiny pieces, mixing an odd combination of food together, eating very slowly or eating very quickly. Another warning sign is if your friend is getting up and going to the bathroom right away after a meal. How can I help a friend who has an eating disorder? Be calm and be concerning. Don't come at it from an aggressive standpoint because a lot of the time that'll just shut the person down. Point out things that you notice, things that maybe that you're worried about, and be aware that eating disorders are really manipulative and really dangerous. You alone aren't going to be able to solely help your friend, and the best thing that you can do is getting them more support. So talking to an adult, talking to a professional, maybe looking up some 12-step meetings for them to attend, anything that you can do to just show them that you support them and that you still love them. That's definitely the main key. You don't want to condemn or attack. What kind of language is non-threatening, non-aggressive? Non-aggressive language would be saying something like, I noticed that you seem to have a little bit of anxiety when we go out to dinner versus, hey, I recognize that you're not eating. What's going on? Now, what is one piece of advice you'd give somebody listening out there who happens to have an eating disorder. Recovery is absolutely 100% possible if you want it. If you miss a snack or you miss a meal, the great thing about recovery is that you can get back on track that very next meal. Don't wait until this takes control of your whole life. The quicker you catch this, the easier that recovery is going to come to you. I would take my hardest day in recovery over my best day in my addiction. 
If you could list three things that are part of your survival kit, what would they be? My top three skills, I think, would be is you definitely have to have a higher power. I honestly don't think recovery works without a higher power. You don't have to believe in God if you don't want to. I know women who believe in nature. It can be anything that you want it to be. You just have to have something bigger than yourself. A second thing would definitely be support and, and treatment. A therapist, a dietitian, 12-step meetings, anything that you can go to, to lean on other people and to get the education about your illness and how to manage it. And last, you have to utilize support. Family and friends can be great support, and at the same time, they're not mind readers, so you really have to be able to be open and be honest and reach out for help when you need it. What is the name of your blog? It says, Love Yourself, Take Back Your Power. Well, what's the URL? sarahpenrod.tumblr.com To conclude, always remember, there is hope for overcoming an eating disorder. And Sarah is living proof of that. Stay up to date with the latest Flipswitch news by following me on Twitter. My handle is at FlipswitchTeens. You can always hear other Flipswitch podcasts and read my blogs at www.thebalancedmind.org forward slash Flipswitch forward slash podcast. Leave a comment. Be heard. Until we meet again, this is Jessica Lynn Jimeno signing off and saying thank you for listening to Flip Switch.